Australian music industry has been severely impacted by the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Gigs, tours and major festivals have been postponed or cancelled and the venues have all been closed due to the federal government's necessary restrictions on non-essential gatherings to flatten the curve. Two weeks ago, I Lost My Gig Australia requested all musicians to advise them of their cancellations. Now, as of yesterday, they had calculated from that information that the lost income from all of the Australian events cancelled in the wake of the COVID-19 has been over $316 million, and that figure is still climbing. Now, the reality is that many full-time musicians survive financially on a gig-to-gig basis. Now those musicians have lost their vital income their pipeline of work has all but disappeared. So the question is, how does a full-time musician now survive, given the current circumstances? So today I'm going to be chatting with Dawn, who prior to recent events was working as a full-time musician. So thank you for joining me today, Dawn. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, lovely to speak to you again. (laughs) So Dawn... Did you know very much at all about um, COVID-19 or have any idea how serious the virus was prior to the government announcing the restrictions? Uh, I have been keeping a close eye on it. Um, I've got a brother in the UK who I've been talking to regular and they're kind of probably a week or two ahead of us as far as all their uh, taking uh, measures to, you know, close things down. And look, I have been watching closely in Italy and Spain, and I did see the graph that we were on the trajectory for Italy and Spain. So I was actually surprised that we didn't shut down earlier, to be honest. So yeah, yeah, I could see, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, a bit of a news buff. So yeah, (laughs) Mm, okay, Uh, taking uh, measures to, you know, close things down. And look, I have been watching closely in Italy and Spain, and I did see the graph that we were on the trajectory for Italy and Spain. So I was actually surprised that we didn't shut down earlier, to be honest. Well, I suppose that, yeah, that would have been a help having somebody in your family living overseas who were in France. So you had possibly a little bit more warning than than some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, look... um, 
even knowing or even um, looking at uh, watching what's happening over the other side of the world, I don't think that anything, anything um, can prepare us for what's happening right now in real life. Because when, you, when we, we're watching it, it's kind of a bit of a sort of, a, it's not quite real really because it's not us and it's so we're all kind of in a bit of a state a bit of a numb state i think at the moment <laughs> dawn so what was your weekly gig schedule like before this all came yeah. to be but... well i actually have been um doing quite a lot of touring and a lot of my work was based around refugee um advocacy and i've been doing like for example i did a couple of tours um over east in the last six months, like well, uh, uh, well, we'll say from say February, like you know, because obviously it's all changed. But um, mm -hmm. I had regular, I had a lot happening. So on my tours, I might be doing three or four gigs in a week, and then I might have a few days off. And so I was really busy doing lots, and all of my costs were always covered. I always had enough to take me to the next place. Um, Last September, my big tour from Cairns to Sydney, I got a grant because I did the Townsville Festival. Um, so it was, you know, it, it was very viable to do that. And then, then I did um, gigs all down the coast. So, and then of course, at the end of the year, I went to Canberra and then I went, uh, drove to Melbourne and back. So all those, um, I had a few gigs that, and, and so what happens is, is that um, even though I did, I did a busking tour actually, even though I might not, make a huge amount of money out of the busking, but other gigs make up for it. So I've always got this um, situation when I organise gigs that there'll be some that'll pay a lot more and some pay very little, but it all makes up and gets you through it, like, you know, you know, as, as best as you yeah. can, because, <laughs> you, you know. But, um, yeah, so, and, and, and I have prepared, you know, the next thing happening was I was going to be going to Perth, uh, on Monday, so um, this Monday come in, I was mm. I had recording. I had three gigs organised. I was going to record a new track, which I was very excited about. And of course, we've had to cancel all of that. And then mm. after that, we've got the Festival of Voice. I had another gig actually organised, and uh, yeah, uh, it's all been it's all been cancelled. Everything. So um, yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah. So did you have a, 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 a gradual or an immediate decrease in work yeah, when the social distancing was first introduced? Um, when the social distancing was first introduced, I was still going to go to Perth because I thought, well, um, they hadn't shut down the pubs at that stage. So I still yeah. had my pub, you know, my pub ones. And the other one was a high school. Oh, no, no, the other one was actually a club in Fremantle. So, yeah, so that, and, and, and I thought, well, I'll just go up and do the recording, like, you know, because that would be nice. Mm. But of course, the minute everything was shut down, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's, um, yeah, I think I think it was it was pretty sad. And also with my teaching, because I teach guitar. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, suddenly it, I had to make a decision myself because schools were still open. Um, and I think I once they shut everything down, or the pubs and clubs, I thought, no, nah, no, nah, I got to be sensible here because they're kids, and you know, I've I'm, I've got you know significant medical things that I need to think about myself personally. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, and what this means is it's like, it's not just the money you get from the pub gigs, but like I play a lot of original music. So each year I actually get a significant amount from APRA in royalties. Um, mm-hmm. I play a lot of original stuff. So um, that is not going to be happening. <laughs> you know, like that's a no. nice little thing each year. Like, you know, when you get, it might be a couple of grand or something. And there'll be people that play a lot of original music. They might be doing two gigs, three gigs a week. I mean, that's, mm. that's, you know, if they're getting five grand or something from APRA, I mean, that's a reasonable, because I think as a musician, you've got many points of um, where you're earning. You might be selling CDs, get paid for the gig, you get your APRA royalties. Um, I do a bit of teaching. So you, you kind of got all that, you know, there's people that run venues, you know, so the pub might pay them for that. So there's all these points of income that make up to a, a, a sort of a, a, a living, you know, yeah, a low, you know, low rate living. <laughs> yeah. So to have a guess of uh, like in monetary terms, how much do you think you've lost so far? Oh God, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, let's say, um, okay, let me have a think about it. Maybe per week. Um, Oh, what would it be? Two, three, yeah, maybe, look, maybe, uh, I did a little bit of teaching there, maybe four or 500 bucks a week, maybe. I mean, I live on a very low income because I don't have much to pay for rent and everything, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd say between four and 500 bucks a week. Mm, yeah. Jane. So is performing and teaching your only means of supporting yourself? Yeah, yeah, well, I have... I, I, I get a little bit of government assistance because I've had my son at home, but he's left now, so that's all changed as well. So that mm. disappears as well. Um, it's interesting times, very interesting times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, sometimes it's very hard to work out money because sometimes you get a boost from somewhere. Um, you know, when I organised the grant, that was fantastic because what happened then was I could just do this tour from um, all the way from Kansas City and, and all my fuel, car hire, everything, you know, it was paid for. And then I was able to um, have enough money from each gig to pay for, to make it worth my while and everything, like, you know. So so yeah. it's very difficult. Like, if I, like, normally what I would do, though, that's just in the last, um, I'll say six to eight, well, September last year, so eight, nine months. Up until then, I would be doing, like, regular pub gigs. So if I was in my same place that I was a year ago, uh, where I was doing regular pub gigs, I might do uh, one a week, two a week maybe. I'd be getting three hundred bucks from a solo gig, and, um, and 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 if I think about other musicians that I know, because I know there's, I've got friends in this town and the next town, and they do gigs every week. So they're guys, you know, they do their solo gigs, uh, they do the regular gig, regular ones, three hundred bucks usually a three-hour gig. And I know a couple of guys that do two to three a week. So they're earning between, say, six and nine hundred bucks a week. And that's that's yeah. stopped instantly. Mm, mm. So what other possible options do you have available then at the moment that you've thought of? Um, I've just started to teach on video link uh, guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've offered it to my community free at the moment because I've never done it before and I don't feel comfortable charging people um, with something that's just totally brand new and I'm just trying out. 
And also mm. I thought I'd do it as a voluntary thing because everybody is in a... I think right now we are all in a situation, um, we're all in the same ship um, floating around on a, a very big ocean where there's actually nothing much we can do about it. And so it's totally changed. And so right now I haven't really been thinking about... Um, how can I make money? I've just thought, I just thought we're just going to get through this. So uh, in my community, we've got an incredibly um, active, strong community. And, and actually, when I did offer these guitar lessons online, um, the Shire called me and asked if I would do something else, which was music-related mm. on a video call. So I might do some sort of uh, Zoom um songwriting thing or whatever and they actually were going to pay me so I thought well that would be very handy so I think what's yeah. going to happen is I think that the, the, the money that's going to be um, filtered down into local governments and um, different in different ways maybe that might help a little bit but I think I think most mm. people that I know um, they're going to be getting um, Centrelink that's that's the only way that's the only way it's going to work yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. I was going to mention the fact that you, um, your home's quite a remote area, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's got. It would be a bit harder for um, a musician, I guess, to find other, other forms of temporary work to get by with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think it'd be terrible for musicians who are full-time musicians to have to go and do other work um, when their whole life is music. I mean, it would be soul destroying. <laughs> I know it sounds like a, yeah. a um, it, yeah, I suppose in times like this, I suppose when you look back to times during the first, second world wars, I suppose everybody just did what they had to do. And I guess that's how I'm thinking now. I'm going, well, I just have to do whatever I've got to do um, to get through this period. Mm. And um, yeah, and I can get back into my creative work. Um, you know, when it's all past, it's not just. But yeah. it's, it's not you... just about creative work, though, because I know that there'll be different thoughts of conversation from different people about this. You know, people sort of think that if you're a musician, you you do what you love, and and it's you're you're, you're so lucky because you're doing something you love. And but for a lot of musicians, look, I've met a lot, right, and. When I did the music program at TAFE, actually, for about four years, um, all the people that were learning music, we all had mental health issues, you know? Like, most... Yeah, I yeah. actually believe that most musicians, uh, more so than artists, um, are um, on a different spectrum in, in the way that they are as, as humans on the planet. And I think that, uh, for, for them, the music is possibly their survival. Yes, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Mm. Did you give any thought to relocating? Uh, I thought about it, um, mm. but I couldn't afford it. Yeah, I just wouldn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I wondered because it would be difficult knowing that, you know, possibly you could access more or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll mm. get, I mean, unfortunately, uh, we will get Centrelink payments. So uh, I'm relying on that basically, and so that I can stay in my hometown mm -hmm. where my son is, and where all my friends are, and everything I know, and um, and and hopefully I can do something within the community that is supporting others, just like um, 
lots of people are. And yeah, and, and hopefully it'll be music related as well. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in this time of unprecedented need, could the internet um, and all of its technological possibilities, which was so long considered the bane of the music industry as it struggled to come to terms with new digital landscape, actually come to the rescue, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. I think that there's so many things that could be happening. Like even now, just um, on social media, you see Jimmy Barnes doing a a, uh, a song and, and uh, the guy from um, Coldplay, he did one. And, um, and who knows what other things could happen, you know, when you've got um, technology like Zoom, you can get like 10 people on there uh, I've seen some where people set up situations where everyone's singing and uh, yeah, concerts, yeah, you know. So yeah, and who? So you've managed you've managed to find ways already to start using um, technology to help you to still earn some sort well, of income. Well, I didn't earn any income from it, but I have been start. I started teaching. So, uh, but there again, I right, suppose yeah. the shires have now asked me, "Can I please do something?" And they will pay me. So. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, and who, who, who um, knows so, what other ideas there are out there as well? Yeah, there's um, people can get really creative. Obviously, moving gigs online isn't a long-term no, solution. Yeah. Yet, in this time of uncertainty, where the only predictability is unpredictability, it could still provide musicians and music lovers with a, a live music fix during the impending. Apocalypse, which compared to a concertless alternative is ultimately all we can really hope for. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> actually, I had some little ideas. Yeah, yeah, of course, online is good, right? Um, that's a, mm. um, and especially when it's really big, big names, like big names. I think when they sit there in their lounge, I, I watched Joan Baez do one. There's something a bit special about that. There's something a bit um, beautiful about mm. seeing them just in their lounge playing their guitar, singing their song, like, you know, it's kind of... Absolutely. And I really think this is an opportunity for um, musicians to actually touch base with their fans and and become more personable, like show themselves, you know, give them that glimpse into who they are. And if they were to actually be performing these streams whilst... um, taking breaks in between songs and actually going through the um, messages that their fans are sending through and answering questions, it would certainly create a, a better experience for those people who are watching um, and could in turn actually end up giving you a larger following yeah. in the long run. Yeah, you know? I think people like the real person because... I when think they do. When becomes mm. uh, famous, so to speak, you know, I'll put that in big quotes, they kind of come a bit, become a bit larger than life, but it's just because their their images sort of been put on so many TV screens or in the social media on the paper. So people sort of start to see them in a way that is not quite real, like, you know. So, uh, and I yeah. think that's what creates that whole fame thing like you know like it all becomes a bit yeah I think it's a very um it's an interesting thing like you know and so the minute that person sits in the lounge and starts chatting 
some people, like I love it, I think it's brilliant, but I know that some people don't like it because it's like, it kind of breaks down the illusion they've got of them, you know, this fantasy that they're big mm. everything, everything in it. Yeah. Perhaps it's time to actually um, expose a bit of that yeah, reality yeah, yeah. of the fragility of the people that are actually uh, yeah, forming. When you've got um, that um, pressure, like um, I, I'm, I'm not saying this from my own personal experience, <laughs> but I'm imagining, I'm imagining <laughs> people like Drew Barnes. You know, I imagine the pressure is like to have to be a certain look away and, and behave in a certain way and. And the expectation on them, like, you know, and, and we all do it, like, you know, we do it to ourselves as well on small levels. And I think that mm. I was actually just chatting to a lady in my neighbourhood last night and and I was asking her how she was going uh, with the ice. And she was like, oh, she said, I'm so, it's, I feel relief. I don't, I, I don't have to do art class tomorrow. I don't have to do yoga. I don't have to do the gym. <laughs> You know, I just say how <laughs> yeah, we all, all of us in life, it's not just musicians, all of us have got this pressure that we put on ourselves to go 100 miles an hour, do a million things, to be, uh, to, to account for ourselves, to make ourselves accountable and to uh, make, you know, put, make, us, make ourselves a value of some sort, like, you know, and anyway, I'm going off on a whole different tangent here, but, <laughs> but it's, it's a nice feeling that the pressure's off. It's like, oh my God, I can just sit there and not. And yep. it's actually, that is safe for musicians because it's like, I kind of feel like I'm going 100 miles an hour all the time because it's like, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to produce the next song and, and I love it and I want to do it and I want to get a song out there. And it's all, I love it. However, there is a pressure that, oh, if I don't get this next song produced and out there, if I don't make sure I've got six months of gigs booked up, because I actually wasn't really rushing to book gigs because I just wanted to have a rest, basically. And um, mm. and then if I don't, but if I don't, I'm going to fall by the wayside. I'm no longer a part of the music scene, you know, and it's like all those fears and, and I'm I know a lot yeah, of musicians have that yeah. as well, like, you know, it's like, but, um, mm. so, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's quite, quite nice to have a bit of time to relax, you know, I mean, I, of course, look, I'm in, a I'm, I'm in a very different position to most musicians because I um, haven't got the pressures that they might have, so I've set up a situation myself at home where I haven't got to worry too much about um, the money, so which means that I won't be suffering as bad as they will, but I've got friends who have got families and kids and for them, it's really hard uh, because they're going to pay for all those extra things like, you know, so yeah, yeah. I'm on my mm -hmm. own in a little house that doesn't cost very much. I can manage with virtually nothing sort of, do you know what I mean? So my, I've set myself up so that I really am on a very um, easy minimum needed um yeah yeah and i do get a bit of support from the government when my income is low so that i can mm. uh, have that that's you know it's, it's not much but the point is is that i am in a situation which is different to them the people that have just suddenly gone from three gigs a week to none um and they're going to go mm. to Centrelink now and line up and apply maybe for the yeah. first time even like yeah. some people managed to successfully avoid having to, um, you know, apply for any government assistance exactly. before. So now, yeah. 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 
Oh, okay, so are you planning to do any live streaming to your fans yeah, at all? Yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about it actually. I, um, I've got a, the, the, actually, yeah, yeah, I think I will. I'm, I'm going to just, um, I've got a, a new, couple of new songs that I was just about thinking about recording. Mm-hmm. I've, actually, I've actually got a couple of songs that um, I'm going to be uh, releasing that I've finished recording, I'm going to be releasing. So I haven't worked out how I'm doing that yet because I, I was going to okay. release those and I thought, oh, I could do like a, a, a gig somewhere and I'd use that as a releasing opportunity. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm just working that out as well. Actually, I saw a guy the other day, he did like, a, he was a very well, I can't remember his name now, but he was very, had a huge following, and um, he did a live one. He sat in his garden and did a live concert, played songs, chatted to people, and they had like all these people. I think there's like 100 people watching. It was awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's nice. There's there's lots of possibilities still, I think. Um, It's just a matter of, I I think many musicians have become conditioned to doing things one way, so it's going to take a little bit of time for them to change their mindset. I noticed, like, uh, last night being the Friday night and so many we're going to be doing the live streaming all on a Friday night. And I'm thinking, well, what the hell? It's not like you have to do it on a Friday night anymore because nobody's going anywhere. (laughs) We've got seven days in the week. Choose another one so you're not all competing against one another. Yeah, exactly. And what? I think was happening, um, there were some streams that were having problems and, and that's due to the fact that Facebook is also having issues with all these extra live streaming and FaceTiming and that sort of thing going on on their platform so that if you're going to go out and all stream on that yeah. one night, you're actually causing problems for for. Yeah. Facebook as well. I, I like the idea of, I mean, I can't do it here because I live on a street that has bushes over the road and we've only got neighbours a long way apart. But I like the idea if you're in a suburb and um, you could have like an evening in your street. If there's lots of houses like, you know, where everyone can sit, everyone can sit on the front, mm. front porch or front garden and have their dinner and you could set up a PA and yeah. play to them. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Yeah, play to the awesome. neighbours. <laughs> yeah. Why not? That's yeah. a great idea, Dawn. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay. So, um, yeah, so you're going to do some streaming, and I think that's a really good idea, especially seeing as you've got some new songs to introduce yeah, to your yeah. fans. And maybe taking that whole approach of, you know, connecting and talking about yeah, the songs well, that'd be very in between nice, actually yeah mm. i put one on my facebook mm. page um just a few days ago uh it was not i didn't put it on my music page because it was more refugee related but um mm. yeah i thought yeah maybe that might be an idea to because um, I'm, I'm a folk um songwriter so it's you know stories and issues and stuff so that might be mm. nice to give the uh, background behind the song and then play it yeah, yeah i think it would yeah. be yeah. yeah yeah the rapidly escalating spread of the coronavirus has wreaked havoc um through countless sectors of society everyone's living in a state of uncertainty and in the past our industry has always been there for others um bringing people happiness and connection in times of crisis so is there anything that your personal network is doing at the moment, Dawn, to help support one another? Um, I've noticed that WAM 
uh, or is it APRA? There's a couple of them actually. APRA, I mean, APRA is the Australia-wide one. I think I think they're I think they're starting to send yeah. emails out talking about um, ways of supporting, and I I think Wham might have sent that as well. I haven't read the emails yet. I've mm. been a bit busy, but. Um, yeah, so I think there are, and also the AMEB, which is the Australian um, Examination Music Examination Board, they've already done something, uh, which is good because that's like mm-hmm. for uh, people who are learning, you know, all the kids that were learning stuff. Which is, I know it's not music industry sort of based, but it's kind of like um, still, you know, music. Um, so. Um, mm. Yeah, so I have noticed that. I haven't engaged in it yet, so I'll see what it is. I'm not sure how it works with people who are in regional areas, but it actually, for the first time ever, <laughs> it might might be might be might be actually that we do get to participate because you know um, music industry based things tend to be more uh, city based than they are regional. And so now, yeah. you know, yeah. everyone's stuck indoors. They're 100 miles apart anyway, aren't they? Like, you know, even if you're not, you are, you know? Like, if, even if you're not physically, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. a five-hour drive from Perth, and they're probably, I don't know, they might be a half-an-hour drive, but the, st- the trouble is they can't get out. So <laughs> we're all in the same, aren't we? Yeah, so maybe they might be um, offering some platforms of support in some way. I'm not quite sure how yet. That'll be interesting, won't it? <laughs> well, without doubt, one of the hardest areas hit has been the live music industry, with no sign of relief in sight. In fact, the already grim scenario is going is that it's going to get significantly worse before it even hints at getting better. Um, I, I notice that Support Act have um, so far they've raised just over two hundred and sixteen thousand um, dollars. Yeah, so they've raised that for their COVID-19 yeah. emergency appeal. Um, and I know that they're you know, obviously aiming to raise more money uh, for workers in the music industry that have been affected by the coronavirus outbreak. Um, now, locally, I'm in South Australia, so I had a look today and Arts SA um, they've reconfigured their grants that they have available Um to try and assist musicians, but um, they only um, updated that uh, during the week on the 24th, and it's crazy, you know, because I I had to actually go looking for this information, and there's only seven days left of the, the grant period oh, for people to even apply. So, you know, it seems a bit tough. They could have um, increased the... Uh, the application yeah, time, yeah. I think, but oh well, not to worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so they've got a, um, funding available, uh, a total of $1.5 million, um, and that's for artists to be able to uh, upgrade technology and equipment, um, to be able to develop and share their work via digital oh, and okay. virtual platforms, and to also another one for undertaking professional development. Um and they've also simplified the application and assessment process, apparently. So it's just a pity that they didn't um, lengthen the application period. But who knows what's yeah, in store yeah. in future? Yeah. So, uh, so you don't know if um, locally, if we uh, have don't done anything think like so that at this stage. Uh, I'm... Might yeah. pay to have a look on their site not... because you know sometimes they're not 
always out there. And, and it could be the, the arts, uh, the department for arts. Uh, they're not actually they're not called the department of arts anymore. It's local government, sports, and whatever, and it includes the arts. They might be the ones that are actually doing something. But um, I, I think with those mm. sorts of things, it's fantastic. Look, there's a lot of musicians, right, who and artists who um, can use technology. They can do their own recording and all that kind of stuff. And they can use all the mm -hmm. platforms to put their music out there. But really, there's a hell of a lot of people that are creative mm -hmm. and artists, and they don't necessarily have the ability, skills, um, inclination to, to do all that other side of it, like, you know. So... Yeah, so maybe they would need to be able to apply for a grant in order to be able to then undertake yeah, some or development even, or even, in those areas. Um, mm. Apply for a grant that they can um, contract someone, pay somebody, do another person. So two people are involved because that's something that can be done yeah, yeah. Uh, remotely or whatever. And... Um, yeah, so they could pay pay a creative, you know, a a um, somebody who is is engaged in um, technology, um, you know, that, that that can help them with it. So who knows? Yeah. So we had the federal government announce stimulus packages and they've increased welfare payments to assist Australians, but they still um, really need to provide longer-term measures specifically tailored to support the arts and the entertainment industry. What do you think the government needs to do in order to really assist the industry? Maybe if, if everybody just had the living wage, then they can create what they need to create from their own home. Like I, I've got lots of friends who are artists and I kind of think right now, okay, if that person didn't have to be running around trying to do everything she can to make a bit of money so that she can rush home and do a bit of artwork, you know, a bit of whatever it is, her practice. At this point in time, people can't go out and work in the usual hospitality, whatever it is they're doing part-time on the side, whatever it is, you know. So, um, if, if everybody just had a living wage, just like what they're doing in other countries, um, they then have got all that space, emotional, physical space, to actually really engage in what they do artistically, in their creative practice. <clears throat> and the same goes for musicians, mm. like, you know, like if, okay, if they've got in place uh, opportunities to access um, technology, uh, the hardware, the software, the training to actually create their own, just, just like doing a TAFE course, but online really, you know. <laughs> we don't know what creative forces are going to be at play that is going to come out the other end. And it could, all these incredible ideas are going to mm. start popping out and flourishing and ways to become a, a part of the economy when we come out the other end of this. So, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's basically, yeah. people, they just need money, training opportunities, um, technology. You know, if they actually, for example, if I want to do some recording at home, I haven't got the software. So, you know, um, the software is cost money. Like everything costs money, basically. That's the problem. You know, if I, if I want to, I could have got like the interface to plug into my laptop so that I get the interface cut $100. If I want a good one, 600 bucks. You know, I've got to get the right laser plug into that for my microphone and all that. And 
I, I look, I've got friends that are doing that all already, but they've been able to afford all the gear, like, you know. I could sit up in my studio mm-hmm. at home and I could, um, yeah, I could do, do all my stuff, recording, have lots of fun experiments, and who knows what uh, different things might come out at the other end. So what can your fans do to um, assist you uh, buy, now? Um, my tracks on Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. We've come into this on a back step because already um, selling CDs is not something that is happening as much as it was before, okay? And then um, mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. you know, like when I first started putting my tracks on uh, iTunes... I clicked the box that says it cannot be streamed, only downloaded, 89 cents I get for each one, right? Within a couple of years of that happening, Apple Mm. changed it without even telling anybody and it just happened, right? So every time you stream um, an artist's songs, uh, the artist gets... It depends what country, right, um, is streaming it, but um, I'll get between 0.0 six cents or it could be 0.001 cents 0.003 cents whatever it is right it's it's ridiculous yeah 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 (laughs) itunes a bit better so if you actually buy my tracks from Bandcamp, you can do digital downloads it's like i think i get about 89 cents that makes the biggest difference to me (laughs) realistically we're looking at a three to six months closure period before any recovery phase can begin. Personally, I actually think that we're looking at a minimum of at least six months or more before we're able to return to some kind of normality. What are your thoughts on how long yeah, this is going to take, Dawn? Um, I have, yeah, I can't imagine six months. Can you imagine six months? But yeah, of course. I don't know, actually. I've got no idea. Um, and I haven't thought about it. I mm. actually haven't thought about it that far ahead I think at the moment I'm just going each day so um I can't imagine six months of everything shut down I mean that would be I mean can you imagine like oh, what what yeah what a period in history we're living in you know like I just can't imagine like six oh, months yeah. and then, you know one day we'll look back and we go remember when everything you know like far right oh my god you know like how do we do it I mean it's quite possible that it, it could be anywhere from six months before we can even feel safe enough to be able to I think go back life out. is just, yeah, it's going to change. Everything's going to change. I think that um, in this next period of time, I suppose, this next few months is going to be the beginning of it. But um, And I guess right now where I'm talking about myself, I suppose, but I, from friends I've spoken to and what I see on social media, it's like we're kind of in a bit of a state of shock and a numb, a numbness at the moment because we're just getting to grips with the whole, mm. um, the you know, the whole idea of it all. Um, and I guess we'll only see what happens yeah. as, as the weeks and months go by. Uh, what will, what will come from it? Like you know, like because you could, like three, like a, a month. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We could do that. Two months. Oh, geez, and three months, oh, my God. And then it's like six months, what? You know, like, so um, I'm just... And once we're back out there again, how do we reconnect? How do we get people to come back to us? What if they've found other ways to um, occupy their time? (laughs) (laughs) I think think they'll all be running the streets cheering and having big parties. 
That's why I'm, I'm a bit like thinking that people shouldn't be too generous with what yeah, they give away for free of yeah. themselves as well, because that can come yeah, back to bite right, them later. Actually. Yeah, yeah, you are right, actually. Mm. You know, you've got to give some things, but also you've got to bear in mind that later on you still want people to come and see you. Are they going to be willing to come out and pay money to come and see you or what have you when you've given them so much yeah, for free yeah. that they can just look back on? Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> well, who knows, like, Di? Who knows? That a whole new, we might go into a whole new paradigm shift where such amazingly different things happen that we just live in a whole new world and, and it's like it doesn't matter anymore. Mm. First thought was the refugees because, I, as as you know, I've been advocating for quite a while now and I visited the, the refugees on Manus Island and now they're in detention in hotels yeah. in Australia. And I just, I had this moment mm -hmm. thought of, because uh, they're all detained indefinitely and seven years has gone by. And I had this moment of feeling of what it would feel mm. like to be stuck in for a month, but then going, okay, well, it's over now. We're going, oh my God, it's another month. Oh my God, we're another month. And the actual, how yeah. much that affects mm. the mental mm. health and, yeah, the hope and all those things about life and, Mm. Yeah, so my biggest wish is, is that, okay, we can understand what it feels like and we can be a better human race and mm. change the way we do things, I suppose. So what are you looking forward to most I once life to, does return uh, to normal? Uh, uh, six months of gigs. <laughs> do heaps of house concerts <laughs> and get recording, do some more touring. I wanna, I wanna, I'm actually going to sell this house and buy a little van and just go travelling around Australia and play every bloody concert I can. <laughs> have you uh, no, written I haven't, a song I haven't written a COVID-19 song, but I have a refugee friend in a hotel in Brisbane who has written one, a, an excellent one. He's a he's called Manus Metal Man. He's already been on the uh, SBS and ABC, and um, he's written a fantastic um, mm. song. Uh, but of course he hasn't got his electric guitar to play it he's only got his acoustic guitar but I haven't actually written one myself however I have got a song that I've just finished recording uh, that I've recorded it's ready for release I wrote it with Manus Metal Man when I was on Manus Island last year and it's called We Live and We Die and I think it might be um, it might fit perfectly <sighs> Oh, well, hopefully yeah. everybody just gets it now and, and accepts the fact that it is real and it is yeah. going to do major destruction. So yes, stay that's it. Home. That's the last word, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stay home, stay home, stay home. And if all else fails, stay home. Hold you in my heart and take it out of me.